0: Good morning. This is James with Seventy Seven Financial Group. You're listening to Fifteen Minutes of Finance. Where in the next fifteen minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Monday to all of you out there listening. I hope you guys have a great week. We had a good finish to uh, to the last week. I guess technically this is the last week of August, the last full week of August. Last week, we hit new highs in the S and P 500 on Friday, closed just above 4,500, uh, which is a great thing. I think it's like the 23rd or 24th time that the S&P has uh, hit a new high this year. Uh, So that's doing great. Although our economy's on the bounce back, it's not doing so hot. It's it's definitely on a recovery trend. The market is doing good. uh, And those are not the same thing. So if you guys need to know the difference between those two, check out a couple of last week's episodes. We went over them. Uh, But before we get into the news, let's do the quote of the day. And I don't even know who wrote this one, but I found it in an old Bible. And it was written, I think, by my father, um, and my father's the wisest man I know. So I'm going to quote him. As far as I know, he was the he was the author. But planners don't worry, and warriors don't plan. So planners don't worry, and warriors don't plan. That accounts for basically everything in our life. Make a plan, stick to it. Usually, I would say. of the time, you have success. Okay, so let's jump into the news. We got a lot going on. Uh, What is happening today? U.S. stock futures are slightly higher Monday after the S&P 500 closed above 4,500 points for the first time on Friday. European and Asian markets are higher, while Treasury yields are lower. The 10-year note currently pays 1.31%. Pending home sales data for July are due at 10 a.m. today and should provide context on the current state of real estate markets. Sales fell 1.9% in June. The Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas released its manufacturing index for August, 30 minutes later, giving investors detail on industrial activity in the U.S.'s second most populous state. The index stood at 27.3 in July, down from 31.1 in June. Oil prices are mixed. Brent crude futures are up 0.1%, while WTI futures are down 0.1%, reflecting milder than expected hurricane damage to refiners on the Gulf Coast. Okay. So not that much going on. We'll hear about news later from the housing market. Uh, I don't know what I expect. Uh. I don't know. Getting a house anywhere in Arizona right now is miserable and getting a house anywhere in San Diego is expensive. So uh, I don't really pay attention to it, to be honest, after I decided I wasn't going to get one this year. Um, But let's look at some of the headlines, guys. We'll finish with the best headline of the day, but we'll start with a couple of these. Uh, The European European Union will recommend halting non-essential travel from the U.S. Diplomats told Wall Street Journal on Sunday that the bloc has been considering... The move for much of the last month as the U.S. average infection rate climbed well above its threshold for safe travel. Yikes. Uh, Let's see, what else? We got aluminum prices are near 10-year highs. Aluminum forwards on the London Metal Exchange are up roughly by a third this year as manufacturing activity recovers from COVID-19. All right, so guys, aluminum is in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, It's more than just foil. (laughs) So that's not good. It's a great conductor. um, And I think that that's Ah, I don't even know how to feel about that yet. I kind of got to do a little bit more research before I dig into it. But just about every commodity is having a extreme price hike. And that's not good for anything. Um, Well, I mean, I guess it's good for, for example, oil. That's as that rises in price, the stock price will rise. So people who are using um, oil companies for dividend yields, that's that's good for them. But overall, for the vast majority of us who still have gas vehicles, it's not it's not a good thing. Okay, let's see. This one's interesting. China is restricting minors' online gaming time to three hours per week most of the weeks of the year. Okay, so think about that just really quickly. And I I know I have mixed feelings about China. I love their companies. I don't like their government. I love their food. I don't like the people in charge. I got a bunch of feelings about China. Uh, but this is, it just makes me thankful to live in the country we lived in. Whoever's in charge, whatever's going on, we live in the best place on earth at the best time in history and we have the most to be grateful for. Um, so China is restricting minors online gaming time to three hours per week. That blows my mind. Um, and they all, uh, yeah, there's a lot to be said there. Okay. Let's move on to the last, where's the newsletter here? Here it is. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Warren Buffett's birthday is today, guys. He is 91 years old. The world's most famous investor is 91 years old. Let me just read this really quickly. While he is one of the greatest investors and philanthropists in history, he is also one of the greatest investing educators of all time. So, uh, I, I guess that last sentence. Uh, how do I how do I phrase this? Uh, it's it's accurate. It's accurate, but it's also not. Um, investing is is simple, guys. It's not easy, and Warren Buffett stuck by that knowledge. So Warren Buffett, not to compare myself to him, but him and I had a similar um, revelation when we were younger about the stock market and about investing. I saw a commercial whenever I was young, uh, a Fidelity commercial about investing. I think I was like 12 years old. I'm pretty sure it was Fidelity. I remember the name Fidelity. Um, And I was like, hey, I want to do that. They look, they, they look at companies and invest people's money and tell people how to, how they can make more, how they can save, et cetera. I loved that concept. Uh, and measuring a company's worth and future value is for some reason it's exciting to me. And Warren had the same type of upbringing. Obviously he's Warren Buffett. He's, I, I don't, I don't attest to be anywhere, any near, anywhere near as good as him at, as picking companies, but he, uh, he saw an ad in a Newspaper or a magazine, and he called and said, Hey, I want to buy this stock. And the broker, I guess, uh, entertained this. I think he said he was six or seven, entertained this six or seven year old calling him, being like, Hey, I want to buy this stock. You can't, he couldn't have even done that. It's illegal. Uh, You have to be 18. So, actually don't know if that if it was illegal back then anyways the broker who probably is used to dealing with thousands and thousands of uh dollars coming through his office trade orders he's like oh okay why don't we talk about it so he entertained the idea uh as far as my memory serves i think that's how it went and that's how he got interested in the stock market but his his investment philosophy is this competitive advantage if a company has a competitive advantage over everybody else in the market Go with that company. It's not very difficult. And honestly, most people, for his advice for most people, is just put your money in the S and P five hundred and do it every single time you invest. And there's no reason you can't be a millionaire. That's what his advice is, As, assuming you have you know a long enough time horizon. So someone in their twenties or thirties. Um, but happy birthday to Warren Buffett, and just. Thankful for him and all he's done for the community. Okay, let's get into the big story. I'm already halfway done with my time here. Uh, Hurricane Ida brings power loss and damage to Louisiana. Hurricane Ida made landfall in Louisiana as a Category 4 hurricane last Sunday night, causing nearly a complete loss of power in New Orleans as a record-tying 150-mile-per-hour winds battered the city. The storm surge has also caused the Mississippi River to flow in reverse, which is... Freaky to think about. More than a million people were without power in Louisiana Monday morning and more than 102,000 were in the dark in Mississippi. Several buildings were destroyed in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana after floodwaters overwhelmed the levee. Although officials remain confident that the widespread levee system failures which made Hurricane Katrina so destructive will not reoccur. Uh, forecasters downgraded Ida to a tropical storm Monday as it moved over Mississippi, though they warned that flooding would likely continue in parts of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. WTI crude futures are trading 1.1 1. 1, lower Monday morning. However, after reports emerged that many Gulf coast oil refineries were not as damaged as anticipated by the storm's initial impact. So that's great. That's good news. Um, okay guys. So the big number that I wanted to talk about today has to do with Israel. Um, Israel, first off, I would say 99% of the time throughout history is on top of most global issues. Like they take care of their own right away. They're on top of stuff and COVID was no different, uh, but they're having an interesting reaction here uh, with new people getting cases. So let's read this. Israel, one of the most heavily vaccinated countries against COVID-19, is averaging 992 cases of COVID-19 per million people as of Monday. That's more than twice the U.S.'s rate of 446 new cases per million, despite the U.S.'s lower vaccination rate. The Israeli government is turning to booster shots in a bid to avoid new lockdowns. About 63% of Israelis are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Yet, and they're, they're using basically, I think they're using basically all Pfizer I don't know why that is. They must have done their own research and decided Pfizer was the was the one for them, but I'm not sure. Uh, yet cases have been rising sharply since July. They reached an all time high on August twenty fourth, surpassing their January peak. Although hospitalizations and deaths have remained low. In response, the government began offering people over the age of sixty Pfizer, BioNTech booster shots. On Tuesday, it expanded that eligibility to anybody over Thursday, or anybody over thirty. Uh, Let's see. Israel isn't the only country to push booster shots in response to rising breakthrough COVID-19 cases, and it's unlikely to be the last. The U.S. authorized booster shots from the Pfizer-BioNTech and Moderna earlier this month, and Germany will offer them starting in September. China greenlit a booster shot of its homegrown vaccine for high-risk residents last week. The Indian government's NITI, AYOG Think Tank, is discussing the need for a booster dose. Member Dr. VK Paul Told the Hindustan Times earlier in August that must be like the New York, the New York Times that he believes that this will be the right move. Uh, okay, well that is interesting. Uh, I I don't really know how to feel about COVID as far as investing goes. Back in March, I remember when it originally happened. Um, I called my family and a couple of clients, and I said, Hey, look, you know, I'm not sure how long this is going to last. what it is, it what is it you want to do? And that at that time, I was working with uh, two other gentlemen who were. I mean, I, geez, we managed a billion and a half dollars between the three of us and they were exceptionally more experienced and knowledgeable than I, and I had a little bit more of a defensive reaction. Uh, I wanted to at least do something with a portion of the money to protect it, put it into maybe an all weather portfolio that we have, or just put it in cash for a little bit. And I remember every single client except for one was like, no, we're not doing that. It's like, listen, we've been in it, we're doing it, we're doing it for this long and we're doing it till, till it's done. Um, and I found that interesting just because when things are going really, really well, they're concerned. Usually clients, it's the reverse. Usually it's the reverse where if things are going really, really well, they want to put more money in, but it was the inverse this time, which I thought was really interesting because we ended up, uh, keeping everything the same and it was back to, back to normal within six months. And then with the with the one client who wanted to, uh, he did want to go defensive. He's been defensive his whole, his whole life. Basically, he went from maybe a 5 out of 10 risk to like a 4 out of 10 risk. So nothing really changed with that. Uh, in fact, I think he still ended up making money just because of the changes that we made. Uh, but it would have been, it's just overall, it was less um, correlated to the market for his portfolio. I just found that interesting. And I still kind of have that sentiment with the COVID-19 vaccine now. I'm I'm just I'm in it like we're in it we're we're riding the wave we're gonna see it through and it's clear it's clear that companies aren't gonna stop operating because of this there's nothing that's gonna really happen assuming a uh, a zombie apocalypse from this <laughs> from this virus that's gonna prevent people from from continuing to produce goods and, and grow their businesses so I still think it's a go even though the next six months are probably gonna be interesting because that's flu season. I think, when does flu season start? I think it's October till March, I think is whenever it starts, uh, that six-month period. So, and maybe I'm wrong with that. You guys can correct me, but if... The flu is happening, then COVID's probably going to happen because they succeed in colder climates. Um, but with with that said, guys, that is it for today. Uh, keep investing. No changes in any of my portfolios today, as far as anything goes. Excited for the market going forward, and uh, yeah, as always, guys, invest early, invest often. I'll talk to you guys later.